Welcome to It's All Connected, a Marvel Studios podcast brought to you by MCUExchange.com. It's all connected. Everything. Welcome, everyone, to It's All Connected, episode 93. This is Russ, and joined with me tonight are Daryl Taylor. Hello. My buddy, Glenn Green. Hello. And a blast from the past, (laughs) Johnny M. Don't date me. Uh, That came out wrong. Uh, (laughs) Hello. It's good to be back. That's what your mother-in-law said to your your wife at some point. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Little did she know she was pregnant already. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you podcast, kids. <laughs> wow, it's that type of show. <laughs> Daryl's like, wait a minute, we caught recording no apologies. I was about to here? say, like, what? Where's Rafa? Where did he go? Uh, and on Mother's Day, I make that joke. <laughs> yes, or did? Yes, yes, yes. But no, we uh, got everybody together. Uh, Matthew couldn't be here. Uh, we recorded, actually, the next episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this morning, so we are all out of order. Uh, this episode will go up first, before the before 94, obviously. Um, so it's, it's all a little weird. But Mr. M could grace us with his presence this evening, so we kind of shuffled some stuff around to make sure we can get him on to talk about Civil War. I appreciate it. It's good to be back. Yes, good to have you back. Of course, Daryl. Daryl's been crossing over a lot. We're, there's a lot of crossover between uh, between the HHW side of the fence and the Taylor Network side. So, it is always good to talk to Daryl off of Facebook. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and Glenn's always welcome. He's he's you know he he pops in and out when he can. So, thank you. I enjoy it. Awesome. Uh, I really don't have a plan uh, for this episode other than to just talk about Civil War. So I thought we would just kind of go around the horn and just go through and and talk about just kind of overall impressions right off. Like what we think of the movie itself. Like where do you think I – mean, I know with the newness factor, that may kind of sway your opinion. But kind of like where where does this fall? So, John, since we haven't heard from you in the longest, why don't you start? All right. Um, I loved it. I had a great time. I'm blanking out. Winter Soldier is my favorite Marvel movie. So I was really looking forward to uh, the third Captain America installment, even though it was more like Avengers than Age of Ultron probably was. But yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. It wasn't quite as dark a tone as um, Winter Soldier, I don't think. I don't know if everybody would agree with that. I felt like it had a little more comedy and a little more uh, you know, upbeat stuff, which is good. And, uh, yeah, for the most part, I loved it. I mean, it's definitely, like, top five, you know, probably even higher, top three, four in uh, my Marvel movie list. What about you, Glenn? What do you think? Uh, I I loved it. Uh, In fact, we just got back probably not 15 minutes ago from seeing it. So uh, I took the whole family, and uh, and I agree with with John. I think Winter Soldier is probably my favorite, and i got to put this one pretty close at this point. I mean, it definitely, for me, was... Maybe more what the event, you know, Ultron should have been uh, as an Avengers movie, but 
uh, I thought it was very well done. And uh, I, I got to say that whole uh, the, the whole airport scene was uh, unbelievable, awesome. And we got introduced to Spider Man, so and I really like that. I, I really like his cho- uh, their choice. Uh, I look forward to talking about that with you guys. Yeah. What about you, Daryl? I loved it. I mean, th- this morning was the second time I'm seeing it already. Um, I plan on probably seeing it at least one more time. Uh, but I, I loved it. The Winter Soldier, yeah. Winter so- Avengers is like, I put it up there as the top in the MCU universe films that I enjoyed. But I have to say that Winter Soldier is a tighter film. Um, so that that kind of goes a little bit above Avengers. And I would put this, um, I would either put it at the level of Winter Soldier or maybe a little bit higher, just be, maybe because of just all the the changing of the landscape that we got. Um, but it still kept that thriller uh, vibe to it that they do so well. So, But I absolutely loved it, though. I really did. Yeah, it, it's funny, Daryl. You and I were kind of chatting earlier in the week and my thing with this movie is on paper this should be a complete and utter disaster like Mm -hmm. if 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 somebody plotted out and said okay yeah we're gonna bring in black panther we're gonna bring in spider-man oh yeah and and it's gonna have all these avengers characters and and oh yeah it's a captain america movie and it's gonna be based on civil war you're like how are you gonna make this work in two and a half hours it's like there's there's no way and for the Russos to not only pull it off on the directing side, but I, I, I think hats off to the editors. I mean, because this thing, it, I think John, you're right. I don't think it's quite as tight as, as civil war or as a um, winter soldier, but this thing was just, it was edited in such a way that I didn't feel like things were hopping around too much or that, uh, you know, we didn't anything. It didn't feel rushed. It didn't feel like it dragged. It just it seemed like the pacing was really solid. Locations, they, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, the amount of yeah. different locations that it had and just putting up the little work. You would think it would get annoying, but it didn't. When they when they just put up the little, you know, the, the each country where they were they were in. Yeah. And it just moved forward. Like it it kind of like was a nice little thing to just kind of pause the audience to go, "All right, now we're cutting to the next scene without saying we're cutting to the next scene." This to me is like it's really the to go back to what Russ said about, you know, how having all of these characters in the same movie and and making it work. It's kind of like the fruits of the labor of what they've done over the past how many years. Right. Like we don't we don't need an origin for any. We don't need an Ant-Man origin in this movie. Mm -hmm. We don't need, you know, the only origin we needed was Black Panther, which they kind of brushed over. Mm -hmm. But it was enough and everybody else is is good to go at this point. You know, it's right. the culmination of so many years of of stories leading into it. You know, and and you know, you kind of get a you get a pass with Spider-Man because everybody knows that origin anyway. Yeah. So it just it was like a masterclass in like how to do a ensemble film. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, you know, we kind of got it in the trailers a little bit, but I think it really brought to light the heart of the conflict and where everybody stood. Because I think people for a while were like, well, why was Black Widow siding with Tony? Because she blew the lid off of everything before and, you know, was kind of on Cap's side against Hydra. And I think they did a really good job of representing each side and why they fell the way they did. I mean, Tony was 
I think trying to find a little bit of relevance after um, Alfre Warder's character kind of confronted him about her son that was killed in Sokovia, the fact that Pepper left him, and so he yeah. feels like, okay, maybe if the government imposes some order, then I'm not going to be running all the time. Uh, and just uh, guilt. I think Tony's just kind of guilt-ridden over Ultron, over... A lot of them. That that yeah. seems to be the... Guilt has kind of seemed to be the um, the tone that's set by the Russos for the films. I mean, yeah. Winter Soldier, a lot of that is guilt. Like, yeah. And and with Black Widow, her, her uh, story has continued, kind of, because even when they, they did a good job of having that conversation with her, and when she was saying... You know, when when Falcon kind of called her out, like, you're the one that said, you know, you told yeah. me to kiss your yeah. ass. Yeah. And she kind of explained it like she's done things that she's ashamed of. And she kind of wants to earn the public's, you know, confidence again. She wants that. Like, yeah. it, she kind of I think that's what she sees in Cap. Like, she she kind of wants to feel like Cap does because he's always had a way of just feeling confident in the choices that he makes even when they're difficult choices and i think that that's something that she kind of gravitates towards and and kind of looks up to in in cap that he can do that like even when it looks like he's the bad guy he still feel confident in in the in the choice that he makes it's yeah something well and she she kind of said look i'm looking at at the lay the, the way the road is laying and mm-hmm. it's it's not in our favor and so if we want to kind of you know keep in the public's favor we we need to something needs to change we can't just right. keep, keep doing what we're doing and i don't i don't want to be on the outs but I, I think steve did a really good job of of you know when he said what if they send us somewhere we don't want to go mm-hmm. and what if they don't send us someplace that we need to be uh you know i don't i can't sit by and to me that's like the perfect counter argument is you know yeah you've you know politicians have sway and there's influence and right. you know the you know things change and everything else and if we get caught up in that it, it, it could you know we could also get caught up in inaction right because it's going to be this United mm-hmm. Nations governing body and you know if 500 people have to get in a room and vote on what they should be doing um, it could be too late by the time it, you know right. by the time they need to act so yeah Steve never he never decides or makes decisions on fear and no. I think Tony does at times, you know, fear of what he did, of what he's going to do, fear of what can happen to other people that he loves. Like, he's always worried about everything else. Yeah. And protecting everybody else. And, and it makes him make bad decisions sometimes. And, and Steve is just the opposite of that. He just, you know, he does things uh, for different reasons. And, and I think it even, it, it you can even see that it pisses off Tony in a way when he was like, I just want to punch you in your perfect face sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of that, I think, it, it kind of pisses him off that Steve can be so decisive at times in, in such a conflicted world. And I, I will say that the thing for me is that the conflict that was, was there was, it wasn't forced. It wasn't, yeah. I mean, for me, it was, that's one of the biggest problems I felt. And I, I, I wasn't with you guys when you were talking about it, but Batman, uh, Batman versus Superman, to me, that was forced. And, and it, it, half of it didn't make sense. Here, I could perfectly understand why they fought, and it made sense. And, it, and to me, it wasn't forced. Which you know, when you come to see a movie like that, you don't want to see it forced. I mean, you like seeing them fight, but for a good reason, not just you know to fight. To go back to the Black Widow uh, conversation, 
Did you guys get even more of a feeling that there will be a Black Widow film after after this one? Yeah. 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 Oh, they, they just came out recently, didn't they, and say they're committing themselves Feige. to Yeah, mm-hmm. Feige said they're they're committed to doing one, but Oh he did. That's yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is no... like the best job they've done with her, and they have done a pretty good job with her, but I know there was some flack after I guess Ultron. Mm-hmm. With with how they handled the character or her choices or her statements or, or it, I think it hurt the movie that she was pregnant and she went you know like they had to schedule around that you know around her being pregnant I think and yeah I think and plus the rushing of the schedule I think that's yeah. what hurt her storyline the most yeah they kind of shelved her quite a bit in that movie but <clears throat> is it just me or did she feel like she fell off at the end of this movie like she just. Like like after, it just it I don't know it just seemed like and I guess I guess everybody it kind of felt that way but I mean they even went back to the to the um, to Avengers headquarters and stuff and she was like nowhere to be found. She's so, on the run now. Is she? Yeah, well, because she, remember they she Black Panther told the committee that she helped uh, uh, Steve okay. and, and them leave and the last thing Tony told her was that you know that they're coming for you now. Yeah. Yeah, so that is uh, that's she, what yeah. made me think that that's the perfect jumping on point, right? To kind of do a movie for you know she's, do her solo film. She's like Snake Eyes now, like she, yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. like the secret covert member of the team that you could have do like dirty work. Yeah, it'd be interesting because they. I don't think we're gonna get her before Infinity War, so that'll be interesting to see. Well, we don't get another movie set in this landscape. You know, I don't think we're going to get another film like connected really to this. You know, where the the MCU is now after this film until then, right? So she could kind of play in that if they did a film. Well, don't they have three films that they just announced dates for, but not what they are? Yeah, but they're they're post Infinity yeah. War, are they? Yeah. Okay. yeah, the next one that comes close is Ant Man and the Wasp, but that comes that. And After, that's the same uh, year as Infinity War Part One. So Infinity War Part One is like May, and then Ant Man mm-hmm. and Wasp is July. So, so yeah, they're kind of in a weird spot, and they're they're book solid between now and then. It's like three movies right. a year between between now and then. So it would have to be post Infinity War. You got a space of time, and I mean, you can knock out a, a Black Widow movie in less than a year, really. I mean, yeah. you don't really have to include too many of the other characters. You don't. You could just have her do a side mission that maybe took a week or so, or less, if they wanted to. Yeah, it'd be it'd be nice. I mean, I, I you know, be curious to see to see what that what that looks like. But I think it's going to be Phase Four because I think you know we we talked a little bit about it when we recorded this morning. But we I don't I don't expect a grand Phase Four announcement like we did for Phase Three. Mm-hmm. Just because I think to some degree they think they shoehorn themselves in with some of these. Yeah. movies and then had to kind of change things around and you know then when spider-man came back in the mix that caused some stuff to get flipped around and um so i i, I think maybe they maybe some big temples they might and I'm, I'm sure they'll stake their their flag on the dates but right. i don't know that we're going to get like a grand plan like we did um before because you never know what's going to hit right i mean i don't think they thought ant-man would be a big enough hit that they needed to kind of fast track a sequel and right and some of these other ones, but uh, 
Well, this kind of set him off. I mean, I know people that didn't even watch Ant-Man. They didn't even, you know, like it wasn't on a radar for them. Yeah. That saw this and they're like, well, maybe, you know, like maybe I'll check that out. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I like that we got more backstory with Winter Soldier in this. And it was, again, tight. Like it, they didn't mm-hmm. belabor it. You know, the movie opens with them in the in the Russian facility and then they you know they give them the mission I kind of knew when it said de- December whatever 1991 I was like 91 I'm like oh I bet you this is and they showed that link that that Lincoln Town Car or whatever it was I'm like oh that's probably Howard and Maria and uh and that was just a really cool way to edit that in it's like we got it in the beginning then we get it in the middle and then we get it in, in the end and for it to be the the reveal that you know he not just killed him but I mean, he caused him to to crash the car, and then he gets out, and he he beats Howard Stark to death, and then he goes over and, you know, breaks uh, Maria Stark's neck. It was just like totally missed that. Like yeah. I, I didn't catch it when I first oh, wow. saw the, yeah. the film that it would be that. I don't know why. It was just, I guess I was just so caught up in it that I just didn't didn't piece it together who that was or that we, they had the serum. Yeah, we talked about it back. I mean, John, when we did Winter Soldier, that that we thought he killed Howard and Maria Stark, that that would come up at, at some point. Yeah. Yes, she did. So I'm sure I didn't come up with it, but I remember you, <laughs> saying, I remember you saying it. And you know, it really brought, uh, you know, I, you find yourself, I think siding with cap previously. Mm-hmm. And that really gave you a reason to at least equally back Tony. You know what I mean? Like there, yeah. it was a nice balance to the, uh, to the fight because it is easier to root for cap. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You don't hate to, I'm not angry at Tony throughout any, anywhere throughout the story. I mean, I, I get what his motivations are and especially get it when you, you know, when he realizes that he murdered his parents and he didn't tell him. Yeah. Um, you know, cause he can kind of call him out on it. Cause this is what you called out, um, Nick on, you called Nick on this a lot. Yep. Yep. And and you did the same thing. And I think I would love to see Nick and Cap and, and Steve have a conversation um, sometime down the line in one of the films where he can look at him and go, I get what you. Yeah, I, I understand. now. <laughs> I understand what you went through when you have a when you're a leader, when you're, you're you know, you have that type of leadership to over such a, a weapons. You're, you're, you're basically commanding weapons like this. I mean, there are times when it is best to not, you know, to keep secrets sometimes. Well, and Steve is so self-righteous. Mm-hmm. And, and so for for Tony to kind of catch him at a moment when his – even he has a, a point where he he goes back on basically his own principle. Yeah. And and I thought that was really cool because, I mean, the look on the look on Tony's face when he saw what was going on was one thing. Mm-hmm. When he asked – cap and cap told him yes he knew that was like that was worse that was the killer yeah and when he said he killed my mother and his voice cracked yeah when he that was what was awesome he didn't say he killed my parents no he said he killed my mother and and i think part of it is he realizes that his dad was a part of the game, right? Like his mm-hmm. dad was mm-hmm. a spy. His dad was involved in that life. And so, okay, if you're going to be in that life, these things can happen. But his mother was innocent. Like his mother had nothing to do with any of that. 
And so that was it was it was just really well done to kind of tie it all back together because I kept it was cool because you're watching it and I'm like, okay, Tony, you know, so as the movie goes on, as per usual, Steve, you know, Captain America realizes there's more to this story. Like there's something else going on. There's somebody orchestrating this. There's something something doesn't smell right. Kind of like, you know, and it it fits because that's what he did in the Avengers, you know, Mm -hmm. when he when he didn't trust what Nick was doing and he kind of got to the bottom of it. Same thing here. And then when, when they're able to convince Tony, that's what's going on. I'm like, okay, well I know they, the three of them fight. Like what's the motivation there? Yeah. And then, and then yeah. when he, he showed the video. I was like, ah, oh, yeah. 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 I was thinking the same thing when, when he came and joined him, I thought maybe they'd attack him when he get there thinking that he was there to uh, arrest him. But yeah, after that I was wondering, well, how are they going to fight again? <laughs> I know it totally made you go. Well, we still didn't get that scene where they're, yeah. you know, yeah. like what could possibly be happening. And then I thought, well, maybe they take him. He took take control. He he took control of uh, Tony's suit or something, and that is what yeah. I'm trying to go with scenarios like what could possibly be. Yeah, and that's and a I- lot of this movie is you think it's some big elaborate thing, and it's just not. It's just the cracks are already there. He just pushed here and there to get it you know, to get everybody where he wanted them to go. And I thought it was, uh, it was pretty genius that the, the culminate. Now we kind of know the civil war story as the comic readers and stuff, but I could see the general moviegoer saying, okay, this guy's going to release the other four winter soldiers mm-hmm. and everybody's going to have to come together yep. yeah. to them. And for a second, you know, I started going, <laughs> Oh no, you know, don't, don't uh, not another marvel movie that ends with you know a ver- a bad version of the good mm-hmm. characters battling you know at the end um so i thought it was really well done that they didn't even get released you know yeah. they they were just a decoy for the whole showdown mm-hmm. and zemo i mean zemo was the villain of this movie but it's so understated like it's not even you know, we didn't even get the Zemo, like any version of the Zemo suit or anything. He was kind of just like a guy. Yeah, you know? I really expect, like when you hear Zemo, for comic people, I know for, you know, just the average moviegoer, they're just watching it. But as a comic reader, you hear Zemo, I'm thinking, oh, wow, he's going to, you know, really. Yeah, we need the hood. Rec- yeah, we need yeah. To, eventually he's going to put the hood on at the last minute. And, he, you know, it's going to be a whole thing. Like he had a whole thing planned to really take them out and no it's just he's just a guy in mourning that wants revenge and 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 i'm glad they didn't tie him into hydra because i think at this point they've played that out and yeah they're done with hydra yeah i mean if if you're if you're watching agents of shield you kind of know that they've they've kind of put the period at the end of that sentence too so uh it it's it it's kind of nice that again you know your expectation knowing the comics is that he's got to be tied into that to some degree and then he's not and then it's like oh okay um, so again, we talked about, you know, John, you mentioned it early on too, about how this is really more like what we thought age of Ultron should, you know, should have been, should have been, or hope to be, but it's almost like without age of Ultron and the Sokovia thing, like this movie, like there's not enough going on to really push it over the top for this movie. Like that had to happen to yeah. get us here to kind of make it more believable. I also loved um, it. They didn't have to do a lot, but it was enough. Like every scene mattered with Vision and Wanda. Yes. 
So when you you, you kind of can like I could see that when they come back again, I could if they just say that they're a couple already, I would not even think twice about it because they kind of set it up how they're kind of going that way. He seems captivated by her in a way. Yeah, and he even I mean that was a cool scene when he gets so going back to the trailer <clears throat> when when Rhodey gets hit. It, it, they, I, I love the way they edit trailers because it makes it seem like the Winter Soldier yeah. uh, is the one that fired it. And yeah. it's funny because Matthew and I on the regular episode of the podcast, he's like, yeah, I think that's a red herring. Like, I don't think that, you know, the way they edit it, it doesn't look like Bucky is anywhere near where that, that could happen. And so for for him to be aiming for Sam and him to cut the cut the thrusters and then duck out of the way and then and then Rhodey to get hit and fall like that. It was cool because then it came back to, you know, because Vision is a computer. So how mm-hmm. could the computer miss? And to have him come back and say, you know, he didn't come out right and say it, but he said it without saying it, that it was basically Wanda. Like that, he, he his mind is is not kind of all di- there. It was distracted. Though, yeah, yeah. how we put it. Did you hear that kind of foreboding that he did when he talked about uh, one day controlling the uh, the gem that's up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sure we were gonna get some gem action, like it was gonna, you know, it was gonna fall out. Somebody was gonna take it. He was gonna want it out. You know, like I, I just thought that it was going somewhere. I'm sure it will eventually go somewhere, but uh, it yeah. has to, right? Sure. But I could, uh, yeah. I, you know, I was expecting it in this movie or the end credits or. Something it seemed like the what's the the gun when they mentioned the gun Check somebody's gonna gun. get shot. Check off's gun, thank you. Like they mentioned it, so somebody's gonna get shot, but it didn't happen. Well, it's gonna happen. It probably will happen in in Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was a reminder. Like remember, yeah. gems. We're not doing it this movie, but gems. <laughs> yeah, I think what's so like having the benefit of having all these films prior to and like. Batman vs Superman didn't have the benefit of that, so you, you, you like the, these movies give the credit. You could throw something in this movie that probably won't have any type of relevance for another what? How many years till we get to two? Yeah, two years. I mean, yeah. and then we'll get it. Like, I mean, but I don't yeah. even think anyone would would even bat an eye that you could you can set something up like that. I mean, I could see Thanos uh, maybe taking control of Vision through the gem at first to attack the Avengers and then eventually he kind of fights it off probably the, because of his love for Wanda and gets control of it. Maybe. Yeah. Or yeah. something of that, you know, sure. Something yeah. Like that. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's back up a little bit. And so one of the key pieces I think everybody was really excited about, I mean, other than Spider-Man before Spider-Man was that black Panther was going to play as big of a role oh in this God. movie as he yeah. did. And it was cool that they introduced him early. They, you know, we got T'Chaka, which was cool, the king. And then we get T'Challa as the as the prince. Um, and as diplomats, I guess not even diplomats, but as world leaders at that point. And and to get the, the killing of T'Chaka and then T'Challa kind of coming into his own. Sh- I thought... I thought it was really. I I I think Chadwick Boseman was awesome. Number mm-hmm. one, I think the costume is flawless. Oh uh, yeah, it, it was, was unbelievable. Uh, how much detail and how well it came across with the mm-hmm. you know the talons and everything and just the the texturing uh, and and the way it it kind of fit. But but just getting him to be 
I mean, yeah, he was kind of on Tony's side, but then the way they pulled it back for him, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just I, I, I think it again. Another, you know, we kind of got a quasi origin sorta yeah. in this movie, but uh, well, they capture the character of him, which is so amazing to capture the comic book because most people do not know who the heck right Black Panther is. So you know, like, but for them to catch it, that T'Challa is such a. He he always slinks in the background and watches everything and watches everyone and looks and thinks and you know like he he tries to figure out motivations and stuff and that's even when he's looking and talking to people it's like there's an underlying uh, current of something else going on when he's having a conversation with somebody to kind of gauge who they are as a person like and it just to capture that in just the small scenes that we got so early on i think was amazing and and just the way they made him move i really hope that that carries forward to Mm -hmm. the black panther movie uh because he moved like a cat like when he you know they they're really big about when the other characters you know especially like iron man he's got the big heavy armor or Mm -hmm. even steve with the shield and um, bucky when they move and jump and fall and tumble it's very audible like you hear you hear the weight behind it and whenever they showed him, like when he jumped down and would land on the ground, <laughs> you almost didn't hear it. It was almost like silent. Yeah. Um, the parking was, garage was definitely silent. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I liked that a lot. The kindness he had with his father. Like yeah. they were in such a small scene, but the actor, uh, John Kenny, Kenny, or Kenny, Kenny, I think it's somehow it's spelled how it sounded. He's from South Africa and, um, he just captured it. Like, they just had a look between them. It's like, they looked like, you know, they really had a close bond between each other. So you, so when he does die, and you just look at his, you know, you look at T'Chaka's face, the child's face, and you see just the anger and hurt in his eyes. I mean, I, you, you get it. Like, you, you get already how angry he is. Like, that, and then how the anger comes out little by little when he talks to Black Widow again um, after that. And, and just when he when he's talking to Tony about, like, it's just that. Yeah. It's that badass look that he has. Like, <laughs> yeah. this crap. When he lands in front of, um, when he lands in, in front of Winter Soldier Bucky, and, and he's not even in the suit. And he just gives him that look. Even crazy Bucky at that time gave yeah. him a look like yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, I have a Black Panther question. Um, the very tall female Wakandan mm. that sort of stepped to Black Widow in like, I think, a parking lot or they were s- escorting somebody into a car. You remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. She was like move or be moved or whatever. She's one of his warriors, yeah. Do you think that's the woman that was removed from the Age of Ultron like waterfall scene that was in the trailer? I think so. That was supposed to be in Wakanda, we thought. Because she was bald and she was... Yeah, tall and lean and yeah. we were like, is that a boy? or Because <laughs> it was from behind. Oh, yeah. And- I think it's her. Yeah, I wonder if it's if there's. I, there's probably no way of finding out if it's the same actress or. Mm-hmm. But I'm. Th- and is that a like is that a character or you like you said Daryl just like one of his warriors and it's sort well, of. Well, they have two. Ca- there's. Uh, he always has two um, security guards, as they say, and they're two women, and they fight 
to earn the right to become the warriors that are like the guardians of of the prince. I they do have names. I forgot one of their names because in the um and the Christopher Priest run as it goes on, one of them falls in love with T'Challa. Like they don't have a relationship because they're not. But she just starts to get emotionally involved with in her feelings for him, and it kind of. It causes problems because they're not supposed to do that. But, and that was like, that was a cool little bit because it's enough to even go, man. I don't want to learn about them or her in the Black yeah. Panther movie. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't like a, like we said. It's not an origin. It's not dragging on. It's almost mm-hmm. like dropping little breadcrumbs. Like go see Black Panther. You know, yeah. like liminal. Yeah. And I, do you guys know if uh, I don't think there's much information on the Black Panther movie? But do you think it starts with? He's dealing with the death of the king and taking over. Do you think they go back and do an origin? Like, probably a combo, right? Some flashback. Yeah, I'm thinking flashback. Think, yeah, I'm thinking current. Yeah, you get you kind of get what's going on currently because I think they would want to. They might even have maybe Steve, you know, have a two minute thing in it. You know, yeah. kind of to pepper it in, kind of pepper that in to to kind of give the movie even more weight kind of attract more people to watch it um because i could see it i could see it happening it is pretty bold though to kill t'chaka in this movie like mm-hmm. to not do that in the in black panther's own movie but i get again i guess it allows you to hit the ground running with black yeah. panther like it it you you know less you, you don't have to 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 lay as much groundwork with that um as you do as you do this but but yeah, I just, <clears throat> I just, I, I, I was really impressed. I mean, it, it just that that car chase scene under the, you know, in the tunnel was. I mean, I, I love. I, I just want the Russos to just do car chase movies. Like <laughs> the next movie, they it just needs to be like, you know, have, put them on the transporter or something. You know, just like, uh, it, I mean, the car chase that they did in in Winter Soldier was top notch. This one was really good. You know, and then you add people running on top of cars and Steve, you know, getting in and doing his thing and stuff. It was just, uh, it, it was really, really well done. I mean, that part, that scene when the winter soldier grabs that guy off the bike oh, that was in cool. the air, jumps on it, <laughs> spins it around it. and doesn't miss a beat. I was like, that yeah. is badass. It made people gasp in, yes. my, in the audience when they, when they did that. Yeah. Did you guys like the, um, I really liked the tracking action shots for Black Widow, especially how the camera sort of followed her from behind while. um, But I think it also I think it bordered on getting a little choppy with like some of her fight scenes. And I know like there's a stunt person, so you can't really there's only so much you can do without making it obvious that it's not her. Um but I really liked the tracking stuff, and I thought the other stuff got a little bit quick, like a little bit of that born identity syndrome where you're yeah, not did. exactly sure what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah it did. And did John? Did you see it in 3D? I did. And uh, Daryl, Glenn, did you guys both see it in 3D? times? Yeah, both times. No, actually, I didn't see it in 3D. Did that? Did it seem a little smoother? Because one of the things I think the 3D hurts scenes like that because it does you know when you have heavy action like that and then you kind of add the shaky cam in it to me it really hurts it because it just can't it just can't keep up with the shutter or whatever um, you know the polarization you know the flipping between them or whatever so I don't know did 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 it seem to 
No, it didn't to me. I mean, it seemed pretty smooth. I mean, okay. I'll have to go check it out in 3D anyway. To- see, and I need to see the difference. <laughs> yeah. See, if it's, if see my it. wife hates 3D, so we'll definitely be seeing it 2D when we go. So I'll be cu- that was one of the things as I was watching it. I thought the same thing you did, John. I was like, man, this is this looks a little rough, but I just kind of attributed it to the 3D. So. Mm-hmm. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be curious. It's going to be something that when they do do the Black Widow uh, movie, because how do you do her fight? Because she can all. I mean, it, you. There are some, some of the moves that she does. It, I've seen it so many times now, in, in all the other movies, that it's kind of like the, you know, the scissor kick, grab neck, flipped yeah. him over. Yeah, like yeah. you see it so much that it's kind of secondhand now. It's not a big deal anymore when you you get used to seeing that. So I wonder. But this time she took two guys down with that, not just one. <laughs> That's true. The hair flip was the same, though, on the landing. Totally. <laughs> totally. And you know what? I'll watch that forever. <laughs> I will watch that movie on a loop. Yeah. Well, and two, think about it. If, if it's just her, mm-hmm. then you've got a lot more budget to play with to do things like let's superimpose her face on her stunt double. So it looks more natural. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we can, we can do this take 17 times and, you know, have her just do the reaction stuff and then put her stunt double in and things like that. I think, you know, when you're dealing with an ensemble cast like that, I'm sure there's only so much time they can devote to, uh, you know, to, to running that through to get the coverage they need so it you know it looks like her as much as possible so you know they did a a a thing of trying to it almost felt like they were they wanted us to know how strong you are if you have the serum in your body did you notice that before the airplane fight like it like to show cat bring down one arm to bring down a helicopter that was amazing yeah, uh, I will like say it was he, he was built on that too. <laughs> yeah, he was, and it. I, but it almost felt like they wanted us to know just how strong. Yeah, he, he was because even when when they had the fight in the hall in the hallway with the cops when they were, when the police were coming to get Bucky to show how he was able to pick up the battering ram to show how it was easy for him to throw the even yeah. when it was the when it was his real arm as opposed to the you know the mechanical arm. Yeah. Um. Because we don't know, like they, we he has enhanced strength, but we never really get a a, a kind of how strong he is, like compared to yeah. Spider Man or, or I, somebody like that. I kind of take it as he's enhanced, not quite as much as Steve, but pretty close. Like he's not he's not quite there, but he's he's close to getting there. But but yeah, that scene with the helicopter. I mean, we kind of got a glimpse of it in the trailer and had no context to it, and so when when you actually see it on the, you know, in the, in the movie and he's got one hand when it's outstretched and he pulls like underhand on the frame of the, of the helipad. And then the other one on the ski on the helicopter, I was, and he's just like pulling on it. I was like, that is, that's (laughs) pretty amazing. I'm thinking a couple of tons. I'm thinking cap. Oh yeah. Kind of do a couple of tons, which means the winter soldier could do a couple of tons. Yeah. So when he's punching uh, Spider-Man and stuff, you know. Right. And along those same lines, I thought they really showed a strong Spider-Man. Yes. You know, here's here's a character who they go out of their way to tell you has been doing this for six months. Right. You know, and he's webbing them down and he's snatching the shield. And 
I guess they showed video clips of him catching a car and holding a car over his head, and they nice. really put Spider-Man right into the center of you know being as powerful as any of them. Because that's the major problem. I mean, that sometimes you hear problems with that is like how strong are these when you're using superhuman characters? How strong are they? Because one minute they can hold the table and throw it with ease, and the next minute they have problems picking up something lighter than that, yeah. you know, like to show that, you know, they're straining. So it's like, what, how do we do that? And it feels like the, the directors are kind of comic book guys in a way, um, because they showed things to kind of let us know the le- the levels that some of these people are at and what they can do. Yeah. I mean, even in the, in the first shot we get the first action sequence where, you know, Steve comes up, he kicks the truck and it, it you know, he moves the entire truck into yeah. the guy and bashes him. And, you know, and Wanda using the, you know, her powers to kind of give him a boost and uh, and all that. Uh, I, another standout for me, which I'm glad we got to see him use his powers even more so, obviously, than we did in Winter Soldier. But more so than, than even we saw him in Ant-Man um, at all is is the Falcon. Like, yeah, the, you know, Sam has Red Wing and, you know, they, that, that was kind of like a joke, you know, where he named it and Steve, you know, wouldn't call <laughs> it by its name. And it was, it was pretty funny. And how yeah, it's you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She wouldn't call it by her name. Yeah. 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 Um, and he can interface with it, you know, with the little thing on his forearm and the and the goggles and um, and just using the wings as a shield. I thought that was pretty genius, too. Yeah, that totally worked to have it all in the gauntlet. Like it, it really it yeah. made him in a falcon in the way because it gave him the view. Like it, it, it helped his view enhanced it so well. Yeah, and it's a way to kind of get. I mean, in the comics, obviously he has this psychic connection with a real bird. So, uh, you know, the fact that they made it like a drone uh, that he can, you know, just see. You know, like it has a camera on it. Yeah, it obviously makes sense. Because so. that's the weirdest superpower to yeah to, to <laughs> yeah. have, especially in a, in a live action movie yeah yeah Mm. and what is uh scarlet witch it's telekinesis correct it's kind of i don't it's not even it's in the comics it's whatever they need it to be at that moment in time um (laughs) so it's it's they call it hex powers in the comic which i think is kind of their catch-all for again we can make her do whatever whatever we want but because it used to be like the probability of this pen going across the room and hitting somebody is is kind of high, but with her ability, she can do that and make that pen do it. So it's kind of like, oh, for now she has telekinetic powers because she needs it to go over there and hit somebody. But yeah. it's so weird. Like it, but people went so crazy with it in the books. It's like you know, you kind of have to limit it in in the in the movies a little bit, at least at first. I mean, I could see them saying that it she starts to lose a little bit of control. Yeah. And then it, obviously her hands have a lot to do with it. So I think it's kind of a combination, you know, whether or not her hands actually do anything, it's almost like maybe her mind funnels her power through her hands. So that, that obviously, I'd love to see them tie it into Dr. Strange somehow. Like maybe not that, not that there, she doesn't need to be in Dr. Strange, but even if there's a throwaway like line by somebody where they show Scarlet Witch doing the same thing. Just to tie it together, I think that would be, 
you know, rather than having a different kind of magic that, and she's doing whatever she's doing, you know, and and they're smart like that. They probably will tie it in. Would be. Don't sorry, guy. I was gonna say it would be sweet is like the tag scene at the end of Doctor Strange is you know him walking up to Wanda and saying okay let's get started or you know like like yeah. she becomes his uh, you know he's a mentor to her mm-hmm. um, which would be really cool either way or even if he does uh, he says to her because it could be she's instinctively using her fingers not knowing that she's doing spells right you know like right. they could and and Strange could walk up to her and and. And see her doing it, and it just says to her, "Did you know? Do you know what you're you're conjuring? Do you know what you're accessing when you do that?" And then that could be a quick, you know, intro yeah. to to him trying to teach her, or even say, or even something where he says, "Do you know how dangerous she is?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, John, I, did you shed a tear for uh, Mr. Rumlow? You know, I was I was just about to say, can I, you know, can I do a negative now, please? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I love the I love the character, and it's like a goofy comic character that they made cooler much later uh, with Brubaker and 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 even with some of the uh, Thunderbolt stuff when he was involved with that. Um, my pro, well, I'm not 100 percent convinced that Crossbones is dead because there was no body. Mm. But it kind of bothered me mostly because I wanted Captain America to get shot. (laughs) I know that sounds weird, and I kind of know it's not going to happen yet. Uh, We mentioned earlier that the next Captain America movie is going to be in, like, who knows when. And it doesn't really fit to have crossbones around in, like, Infinity War and stuff like that. And Chris Evans is not, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s age where they're thinking about moving on yet. But if you're going to do Civil War, to me, the comic reader, (laughs) you have to shoot Captain America at the end. You know, that's the I'm trying to think of a parallel like what other story like if you do Watchmen, it has to end badly. You know, he, he it happened 35 minutes ago. They're too late at the end. You know, and so to me, like loving Civil War and, you know, even I, I didn't know when I I, 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 ex- I wanted it to happen, but I didn't expect it to happen. But I was a little disappointed that the that the end credits wasn't Crossbones pulling himself out of the rubble or, you know, something to just give us a hint that he's still around and he really hates Captain America. Plus, he's such a good character to use. Like, you could have him peppered in other movies until they get ready to do the ultimate Red Skull comeback. Because I think they should bring Red Skull back for the last. Oh, yeah, I agree. And everybody thinks Bucky will be the next Captain America in the Marvel movies. But I don't know if that makes Chris Evans like super soldier Steve Rogers or if he's (laughs) going to be done with Marvel movies anytime soon. You know, I don't know where his deal is at in terms of the pictures. Russ is like way better at that stuff. Aren't than they me. renegotiating now? I mean, he's, sure they are. I they, mean, technically he's, money. he's done after infinity war. Uh, that's when his, his contract is up, but he's been real vocal lately about, and it's funny because, and we talked about this back when, but he was really apparent, you know, when he first took on the role for the first movie, he was very like guarded in interviews and he was, I hate to say negative, but, you know, he would say, 
you know, just, a, you know, how tough, you know, this, this and that is and mm-hmm. um, apprehensive. He turned the role down the first time, that kind of stuff. And in the last year or so, really, I noticed it before Age of Ultron. He's really come around and maybe, I don't know, maybe his agent is like, look, dude, you need to ixnay <laughs> on the on the negativity if you want to make bank. But um, he seems pretty genuine about it. But he's really come around and started saying, like, you know, hey, I was kind of apprehensive in the beginning i was really nervous about you know doing this long term but now that my contract is coming up to an end the thought of me not carrying this character forward really has me you know nervous the other way like you know before i was nervous about doing it now it's like you know the thought of me not doing this character moving forward is really really doesn't sit well with me and he he the last you know quote i heard from him was if if they want me to keep doing it, all they have to do is ask. So, well, doesn't it feel like I, like when I hear actors talk like this when they're on uh, franchises, it almost it's almost like you can tell how far they are in the negotiations by the changing of how they talk. Like in Sometimes, the beginning, yeah. they go, yeah. you know, I'm looking forward to retire. You know, like I love doing it, but now it's you know it's towards the end. You know, I'm retiring. That means I want to be on the other side of the camera. Right. That's when they're not talking. And then when they start negotiating, they go, well, I'm not close to doing, you know, like I'm not I'm not uh, against doing uh, more movies or, you know, depending on if they have a good script, I'll do it. You know, like it depends on that. Okay, negotiations are opening up. And then when they go and then when you hear finally you hear, oh, they're going to do so and so next movie like Robert Downey Jr. It was with him like he was ready to to say goodbye. And then. Now it's I'm ready to do Iron Man four. Yeah, what's that sound I hear? Oh yeah, that's the truck that's backed up to my front yard dumping <laughs> piles of cash. Yeah, it's just yeah. a blank check they send them. Yeah, it's like they called and the agent said, "All right, it's a go." And then he's like, "Yeah, Iron Man four. I'm ready to do it. It's great." Yeah, Robert, do you want to make another fifty million dollars? <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. was just on uh, Howard Stern. I, I don't know if any of you guys caught it, but he was uh, you know promoting obviously. And uh, so he got, I think, forty million for the movie, and he he starts getting points That's after it big. passes seven hundred and fifteen million, uh-huh. which is a pretty big number. But yeah. if so. this weekend is any indication, it's going to he'll be making his points. Oh no! Question. Well, every movie he's been in has kind of hit that. It's hit the billion. Yeah, so I, it's not a big, it's not you know a big deal anymore. When, when yeah, starting with the first Avengers, I mean, Avengers was a billion, mm-hmm. Iron Man three was a billion, Age of Ultron's a billion. This one, I don't see any, I don't see it not hitting a billion. It, there's no way. I mean, there's just no way. Or somebody stole some money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's international. It's already hit two hundred and fifty million. There, I think the the weekend projections. Uh, so it's Saturday as we record this, are a little, they're softening a little bit. So it may not co- quite crack 200 million, but it's going to be really close. Most definitely. There's just no, I mean, they, to have the benefit that they've had of building up all these characters like that, I think there's something that Batman versus Superman, because when people talk about Batman versus Superman and they don't like it, either way, it's up to you. But you got to admit the Avenger movies, all the Marvel movies have the benefit of having all that amount of time of doing all these other movies yeah. that they kind of get the benefit, you know, of, of the doubt 
quickly. Like it's not even a thought. Like people thought so people that don't know Doctor Strange, they're like, I don't know what the heck that is. Once they put that Marvel emblem at the <laughs> in the in the trailer, but I'll go watch it. Like yeah. that's you know, it's an automatic thing. So they'll give things a chance or they'll you know, motivations for characters, they'll give them that benefit automatically as opposed to something where it's only been two movies and you know you got to kind of earn it you got to put in time and, and kind of build that so um there's just no way that this movie's not gonna be the biggest box office for all their mcu films so we kind of so yeah so to kind of round it out i, th- I think Downey, i think evans re-ups i think part of the reason why they took in humans off the plate is I think they're working with Downey Jr. to do a Iron Man four. I really think 2020 yeah. we're going to get Iron Man four. I think he's, uh, I, I, you know, and Favreau has been kind of a little more vocal lately. I, I really think it's, I, I, and I think that'll be it for Downey Jr. Like I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll get the infinity war movies and then we'll get, we'll get Iron Man four. And then, you know, he may pop in as a cameo here and there, but I, I I think he really kind of wants to be able to go out on it, you know, kind of how he came in, right, on mm-hmm. his own in his own flick. So, yeah, between this, that and Spider Man, I mean, I don't, I, you know, that's a whole nother thing of yeah. stories they could do because they they do have chemistry. Like I I I'm wasn't I like Garfield more out of all the Spider Man at the actor. I mean, I like his portrayal of Peter more than any, all the others, but um. But the chemistry that him and that this the the, the Tom Holland I think his name is uh-huh. yeah. Tom Holland and 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 Robert Downey Jr. is just you, you can't deny that they have chemistry already just for the scenes they were in together. So I can't see him not being in maybe at least two of the three films that they're going to do. Yeah. So yeah, we haven't really talked too much. We talked a little bit about Spider Man. So what did you? I was surprised at the. Uh, the scene at at his apartment, like, I mean, it was really. I mean, Glenn, what did you? What, what was your take on on like the Peter stuff and the Spider Man stuff? Uh, I, I loved it. I think they picked a good guy. I like the fact that they're going back to an actual kid. I mean, he's actually a teenager, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I you know, I, I I liked all the movies. You know, all the different Spider Mans we had, but I thought each one either was good only at Spider Man or. or as a Peter Parker, I think this kid could do both, at least from what I've seen in this movie. I mean, he's got the definitely attitude while he's fighting as Spider-Man, and I think he's geeky enough to pass as a Peter Parker, especially in high school, which is what I believe the Spider-Man movies are going to be yeah. Uh, yeah. set in. So, yeah. so no, I mean, uh, it's uh, I think uh, it's a good outlook with it. I mean, I really like the kid. I mean, I was a little worried, but, uh, but it was actually really cool. I felt like in the beginning, and, and maybe this is me just knowing he's British. I felt his accent slipped a little bit, a couple times. Did I you might have heard it once, yeah. maybe like yeah. a little bit of it, but not. Which yeah. it's so minute, like I did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like uh, yeah. I'm not you know nitpicking it, but I just it's just something I picked up on. His but... voice is just so whiny. It's well, <laughs> it just takes it's... a bit for me to get used to. Well, it's very high. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I think Well we've never had a young we never had a Spider Man on film this young. Right, no. right. So it's like I, I have to remember because I have the you know, in my brain I have all these years of reading Spider Man, you know, that I have to kind of throw that out of my head and kind of look at it 
look at just look at this on screen and and this is a young spider-man again like this is this is a key certainly is a kid i mean he got the he looks like a kid he dresses like a kid um he's already he, he comes off as nerdy which is i think is is important for peter to be that way yeah uh kind of like the you know the nerdy smart you know student who's you know kind of quiet subdued like he he gives that off and he's he seemed nice. He's, you know, like he, he gave off being nice and, and the whole thing of him being a dumpster diver yeah. <laughs> and, and putting together, you know, like building things like that's the Spider-Man that I think Raimi never showed. Yeah, it, it was Spider-Man funny. that Raimi never showed. It was, it was funny, too, because he at first I thought him and Tony knew each other. Almost right. Like when he comes in, well, and then, yeah, because he was winking, like yeah, because yeah, he was talking about the, the scholarship. But he's like, you know, kind of like pulls back, and he has that wide-eyed look on him, and and then it's like, oh no, he's he's literally showing up and using that as an in, and it was just really funny, and he just kind of plays along and and stuff, but um, it just it was funny. Mm-hmm. It was funny seeing Hot May. I mean, it was oh, yeah. you know, wow. just like <laughs> you know. Wow. And they acknowledged it. Like, why hide behind it? You know, yeah. Tony yeah. Stark would totally hit on her. Yeah. You know, that's... <laughs> well, they're dating right now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing to me about the young Spider-Man, uh, and this happens all the time on TV, and I just noticed it on Game of Thrones because, you know, it takes a while. Like, this is there's only going to be one young Spider-Man movie. When they do Spider-Man 2, he's going to be, like, 20 and buff yeah. and have a different voice and a beard, <laughs> you know. And, and a super it's bottle. It's funny, right, when you, when you go with that, like, almost, not pre-puberty, but, like, when you go with that teenage boy, you know, and you know he's going to be working out because he's a movie star, and you know he's going to grow, you know, six inches, and they're going to have to jump you know, he's. It's not going to be uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, tenth grade, eleventh grade, twelfth grade right. Spider Man. It's going to yeah. be like one high school Spider Man, and then maybe a college Spider Man. You know, it's just it's not a negative or a positive. It's just funny to me how when you know kids that age, it's like you have one shot at it, and then he's going to be totally different. Yeah. yeah. So true. But I, I thought, I'm I th- wondering though, is Tony monitoring other potential superheroes now? Uh, it may it kind of makes it seem like he is right. I mean, yeah. he had all that video and well, based on his stance that they need to be regulated, you would think that he probably is doing that at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, as a defender of of uh, Agents of Shield, I I really do. I mean, I know I know people there are people that hate that show and they don't want anything to be connected to that show, but I just really. feel really wished that they were saying you know when they were talking about how the number of enhanced were growing that they would kind of get into that with the inhumans i mean they're all over the place why not mention them just for a minute yeah the the closest they came was when vision said you know the, the since since you know tony built the iron man suit the number of enhanced you know or powered individuals has grown exponentially so we a little bit of a hint there but again nothing nothing definitive um and i mean i know they write these movies and they start the process so far ahead of time but they also make tweaks and everything else too so it's not like it's you know they can't go in and i mean they do reshoots and and everything else and it you know it's not like when they 
when they actually on the day of shooting they can't like tweak a script a little bit or whatever so i mean because they have to know i mean it, it can't be a hard thing to ask you know like where where are you in terms of uh the inhumans like what are you gonna where are you gonna have them you know like the roundabout way are there gonna be a bunch of inhumans on the you know out there yeah and you can kind of just throw in, you know, that they're in, you know, that we have a bunch of enhanced, but none of them are ready yet. Yeah. Something like that. Like you can throw in, we have prospects, but none of them are, are ready for this yet. I mean, it, it seems evident they're pretty hesitant to tie those two things together anymore. I mean, uh, I think the first season, or at least the beginning of the first season of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, was affected by the fact that they were hamstrung by the movie. And I'm sure they don't want that to happen again because, I mean, uh, you know, how many people thought it would actually get a second season after that? But you yeah. could do it so loosely, though. You know, yeah. I mean, it could be so general. Like, it doesn't really have to to be anything really specific, but just something thrown in that we have these people in the world. You know, like, they're they're coming out, but we just don't. Well, and the president, he's even gone on TV and acknowledged it. So, I mean, it's not yeah. even like it's it's some background thing. I mean, it's on the right. show. It's And it's the same president from Iron Man. I mean, it's President Ellis. So it's... Well, but the thing is, you know, in, in, in the uh, length of a TV season, sometimes they change things, you know, on the fly. And sure, sure. And then, yeah, so sure, I can sure. see why they're doing it. It just, uh, I wish they could tie it a, a little bit more closer, but... Uh, you know, with 22 episodes a season, you know, one movie every, you know, two years, it's that's kind of hard to do. I, I think if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is still on when Infinity War hits and they don't and it and there's and they don't tie it in, then I think it's going to be really it's it's going to be really obvious because mm-hmm. if they're talking about doing a, two movies of that scope. And for it not to have impacts one way or the other, I think that's – I think, A, it's a missed opportunity. Right. Um, but I think, B, it's, it's, a little, it's a little tough to say it's a connected universe when this – you know, which obviously we don't know what it is yet. But this major event that they have to spill over two movies happens and you don't acknowledge it. I, personally, I don't think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be around that long. I mean I think, I think we get one more season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And if the ratings don't go up, honestly, I think, I think that's probably it. But – I think it's at this point, after stepping back for a little while and having really no uh, desire to go back and catch up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I, I think it's really a victim of the success of the other platforms. I mean, we get yeah. these awesome movies. We get these awesome Netflix series that get to toe the line and be like almost rated R or maybe even Daredevil Season 2 and, and Jessica Jones you would call straight rated R. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they have big budgets and all of the characters and, and then you have the television show where they, you know, everything's watered down and the budget, you know, the CGI is what it is and the budget is what it is. And I just think it's hard to live in the same space, you know, like it was a great yeah. idea and it wasn't I wouldn't call it a failure by any stretch, but I don't know if it can continue being like an inferior product. Yeah, it's almost like you either go one way or you go the other, right? Yeah. Like you, you do like what Warner Brothers is doing with the Flash and Arrow, and you know what CB, you know what's what they're doing with Supergirl, and you just you embrace the comic bookness of it and the superhero ness of it, and you do it, or you just say, you know what, this is operating in its own corner, right. and you treat it like the Netflix shows, where it's like, yeah, we kind of know there's this thing out there, 
um, but you give it good reason for it not to be impacted by that. So they'll come to some, I guess, decision. Yeah, eventually. and that's that's kind of why it's shocking that Agent Carter doesn't do better because that really is kind of. I mean, I know they tie it in, but it yeah. really is its own separate thing, and it's a short season. Yeah. Like that yeah. seems to be the formula that should work. But yeah. I think it doesn't because they. I like I've heard pre- people complain about they don't feel the they don't feel that the stories are important enough to to stay with in in Agents of Shield. Like you look at something like Winter Soldier, and then they look at and then they go from Winter Soldier to this to to end the move and and the the stories are kind of you know they're more you know all ages in a way, but they feel even more old. They feel even more. Of a, a less of a, um, I don't know what the white word to say. It's not kiddish or anything, but it's just that the weight of the stories are just not. They don't seem to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And killing that. Peggy Carter probably wasn't the strongest message to send either. Yeah, that was probably. Uh, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're not coming back to this again. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was nice to have that closure uh, mm-hmm. with her. You know that he gets the message and said, you know, hey, she's gone. It you know happened in her sleep, and they have the funeral. And that, I thought it was interesting that that's where he finds out that that's that Sharon Carter is his niece, uh, or her niece, I guess, or great niece, or whatever you want to whatever you want to say. I thought that was, uh, I thought by this time Steve would have known that. Um, I thought yeah, at first I didn't get I didn't get why uh, who was sitting with him at the funeral was it Falcon? Yeah. 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 When he's kind of like elbowing him, like, hey, look who it is, you know, and I was like, why wouldn't she be there? You know, like I couldn't. Yeah. Oh, he didn't know, you know, which I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. But. Yeah, and I guess they got to I thought that was that was nice that they got to have their moment that, uh, you know, she kind of stepped in to help him out. You know, gave him the gave him the suit back and the shield and the, you know, and the stuff. Yeah, it tied together sure. nicely. I also, just before I forget, it's kind of uh, off topic, but uh, you know the whole the whole scene in Ultron with uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye and Hawkeye's family now carries more weight when they're dueling it out in the airport. Mm-hmm. Sure, you know, like, and it's how did you guys feel you know like they're fighting each other and it's awesome but did you get like a little bit of what are they going to do kill each other you know what i mean like of course they're pulling their punches like what's gonna happen here you know there's maybe i don't know maybe civil war works better on a comic page in in that regard like uh you know and then they're like switching sides a lot in the middle of the fight or you know we're not really fighting we're just it almost felt like they wanted to just keep fighting just them two so they wouldn't hurt anybody. It, it was kind of easier just to do, yeah. you know. Because yeah. it is awkward. Like, you don't want to, like, Black Widow's heart was not in this. Like, no. she didn't really want to sign those accords, but it was just, she knew that they were going to push it. So, you know, that's why she agreed to it. And I don't, you know, like, it, it felt that way. Like, she didn't really want to do this. And she kind of pulled back. She She pulled back. I get. I guess kind of like the one. The one tie they did a little bit is in the comics when Bill Foster, the Giant Man, was killed. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the moment where both sides were like, "What? That's have, it. What have we done? Like, yeah, what have we done? Like, okay, yeah, we're fighting and we're kind of beating each other up 
to to where we could either one subdue the other or get away or whatever. But once Clore kills Bill Foster, it was like, oh no, like this wasn't supposed to happen. And I kind of got that like in the movie when when Vision hits Rhodey and Rhodey falls down. That's kind of the moment where everybody's like, oh, did that just happen? Like, did we really like? Oh, oh crap! We took it too far, kind of thing. Yeah, and, and did, did you, I'm sorry. Did you think it was a total nod to that when Ant Man became Giant Man? Like I knew they weren't going to kill him, but I was like, holy crap! It's Giant Man. He, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was. Though, yeah. 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 But to tell you, the truth, I was actually surprised. I, I didn't read the entire Civil War uh, issues, so but when he when he went big, I was like, whoa, cool! It was it was well done. Yeah, what did you think about – so I'm curious what you think because I, I thought it was a little awkward that he was moving so slow. Yeah, but, it was. But then I guess maybe they're trying to say when he's small, his mass, his mass is compressed and he has all that you know strength or whatever. And when he's large, maybe his mass is increasing and so he like suddenly is – because it takes more energy to move that much mass that he would move slower. But I, I just – I thought he would just move like a normal – human just be bigger because we, you know when he made the ant get bigger the ant didn't move slower like you know i just, always assumed that yeah reading it in the comics i always assumed that she would just be yeah i mean she he he would just move like he normally did and he would be just as fast as he is i don't know maybe it would have been a little bit too much overpower maybe uh, so and maybe they're i mean they kind of let you know he's like oh yeah i did this once uh for a few minutes and mm-hmm. then i passed out <laughs> Well, and 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 he, if if he's the one that actually built that part of it, maybe he just didn't know how to do it like Pym did. You know, yeah, to, you know. and even in the Ultimates, they kind of made a big deal about the fact that he could only get so big, and it would have like adverse, you know, reactions. And if he tried to get like if there was a limit, like as to how tall he could get, I think it was like fifty feet or something like that. And if he tried to push it beyond that it, it could it could kill him because he would basically collapse under his own weight or something like that so All right. they're uh, still playing with it i guess yeah it. it just seemed a little odd like it just it just uh it just seemed a little odd and they didn't really kind of touch on it but um but it was kind of funny you know just seeing him pick up you know terminal you know things and you know wings of airplanes and, well and they really got a good uh, actor for that that role i really liked yeah. paul rudd and that was kind of funny too with with Spider Man, where he's like, "Hey, remember that really old movie, The Empire Strikes Back?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. The ad at thing was great. Yeah, the ad at thing, and that's how they toppled him. That was pretty cool. It's like, where'd you find this kid? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also like the, I really liked the interaction between uh, Sam and and Bucky. When when Spider Man webs them both up, and he looks at Bucky, and he's like, "I I really hate you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah and even when uh i guess cap kissed sharon they were in the car like watching or whatever yeah, yeah. that was cool well the first part when he was when Can he, when he said yeah and he went he was like no <laughs> it was like they were jealous of each other being cap's friend yeah being yeah his best friend yeah he's the new friend and he's the and bucky's the old friend yeah so. they, they had that little little bit of jealousy in there which yeah. was funny but yeah, it's um, really well done. Yeah, it is. Uh, it it's funny though because I was looking at both, looking at Cap and and Iron Man, and I'm going, "Wow, they both have uh, the black best friend." <laughs> 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 uh, 
They both have that uh, trope. But, I mean, it, it was just fun to watch them. Like, I didn't realize that Falcon and Winter Soldier would also have uh, that a different type of chemistry, but chemistry all the same. Yeah. Like, I would love to watch them in a, on a mission. You, you can see them go back and forth, banter. Yeah. yeah. I just, Falcon, I, Falcon's a little less murdery. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, a lot yeah. less murder. <laughs> that, that would probably be the argument. I just, I like Mackie. I like the way he plays Falcon. And I like that yeah. he's like Steve's right hand. You know, he's he's his partner. He's, you know, just kind of like in the comics for a while when, you know, when it was Cap- Captain America and the Falcon. I mean, they renamed the comic to, to have them both in there. But, you know, he trusts... You know, he trusts Sam and Sam trusts him. You know, he just and he's, you know, not afraid to kind of speak his mind either. So it's just I don't know. It just it really works. It it just really does. It totally did. It, it really did. I mean, it was just so much. Um, it was just so much fun to see all all of them interact again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that was fun also. Like when you. When you introduce all these characters and you have the time to watch them, you kind of want to see them interact more and more. And it, they gave you that. Like they gave them that, you know, those conversations of debating. Yeah. And then you got to see Black Widow, like when she went to the funeral and just said to, to Steve, you know, it's, it's not about the Civil War thing. I don't, I don't care about that right now. I just didn't want you to be alone. And yeah. for him to look at her and just be like, wow. I, I got a bet, you know, this, you're just being my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> I have it. And, and when he hugged her, if you didn't have winter soldier, you could have had that moment. Yeah. That doesn't work at all. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just nice to see that. And I like that. Um, the moment Tony almost convinces Steve to sign like after the whole bit with him, them being arrested in the car chase and, and all that, I think Steve kind of realizes, uh, okay, yeah, maybe things are getting out of control. Like it is, it is too much. Like you know, after the explosion and every, you know, everything else, and he's just about. And I'm Tony totally manipulates him with you know the, the FDR pen about the Lend Lease Act and all that, all that stuff. And Steve's just coming around, and and then well, two things, Tony. Again, you get more motivation where he's coming from with this whole thing because he's like, look, this is just paper. Like, yeah, you'll sign it. Yeah, this is what it says. Yeah, you're right that, you know, we have there's you're not wrong in your objections to why you shouldn't sign it. And you're not wrong in fearing that these politicians are going to are going to do what they're going to do. But we'll work on getting it changed. Like it's just paper. We'll put an amendment in there, and over time, people will forget. And and it's 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 like it's real life. You know that stuff happens. You know you 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 do something that maybe people people are are crazy about, and then over time, you just neuter it. And uh, you know, I think Tony, being the pragmatist, was like, "This is what'll happen. Like we'll do this now, and just don't worry. Like we'll get amendments put in, and all this other kind of stuff, and maybe they'll cut funding or whatever." And, you know, we'll be able to basically kind of run our own shop like we used to and make them think that they can do it. Uh, and Steve was kind of coming around to it. And the minute he said that basically Wanda was being held against her will, it was like, mm-hmm. OK, that's that. that and that was it. Like he 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 that he couldn't stand. You know, he just. Um, and it, it kind of goes back to Tony Stark. Of course, Tony would say we'll sign the paper, but then we'll just do what we want anyway, because guess what? Tony always just does what he wants. Anyway. Right. Right. He, he always breaks the rules. He, he breaks his own rules. I yep. mean, that's, 
the way he is. But Cat, when he, you know, when he agrees to something, it matters so much to him, you know, that he can't sign it and not do it. Like he would have to, you know, once he gives his word, he would, he would, he would have to hold to it. And he's like, I'm not going to put my name on that because yeah. I know I, I can't. I know I, I'm going to break that rule. I can't do it. It was just nice to see that. Like, it, just so much in that, you know, like, even every conversation with them, too. Um, and as many times they have fought and argued <laughs> throughout yeah. the, the films, it's, you still see that hurt that they can't agree. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's still that hurt with them that it's like, damn, like, it, I wish that we were both different, that we could come to a decision and, and agree on this and not fight. Cause I don't want to fight with you. And you know, Tony's like, I don't want to fight with you either. Yeah. But this is the situation we're put in. Um, and that's, what's kind of, you know, it, it's just kind of sad about it is that, especially at the end, which just so yeah. sad about it is there's just no other way that they could handle this. Yeah. When it got to that point. Yeah. When, I mean, talking about the end fight, I mean, that was just brutal. I mean, when, you know, when, when Tony has his moment of realizing that Bucky killed his, his parents, it's like, okay, the, you know, I, the gloves are off and they have that fight. And I mean, you know, Bucky's arm gets torn off and, uh, you know, the, that, that scene where he tries to, where Bucky's trying to, to kill the arc reactor to kind of shut down the suit. And, um, you know, just you know, the, the the they deactivate the jet boot, and you know, just all that. You know, like trying to get out of that missile silo, that whole fight there, and then them getting thrown back down, and the bit with uh, when when Tony and Steve square off, kind of the the iconic like classic Civil War comic, you know, recreation where you know Steve has the shield up and Tony has the repulsors, and they're you know kind of on, that was kind of cool. They even kind of slowed it down. Oh yeah, and did it through that keyhole, like you kind of saw it through the the pillars or whatever. That was that was that was cool. Um, that I just took that as a, just a straight homage to like, okay, anybody that's a fan of the comic, and this one's you know the, this shot's for you. Yeah. <laughs> but then when Steve, you know, when when the mask comes off, and then he he goes to slam. I kept thinking that maybe you know, John, and just kind of get back to your point of like Cap dying at the end of the movie. I kept thinking. That because Tony was so enraged that he was just going to blast him at one point out of just anger and reaction and and inadvertently kill him, like because he repulsor blasted him in the chest and everything else. I I thought that was going to be it, and he was going to just kind of realize at that moment, like, okay, I can't believe I I actually did this. But how would yeah. you come back from that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's well, kind of in- dark. Yeah, I was hoping that like with Infinity War being next, it could open up Thanos and a lot of I don't know interdimensional stuff. You got Doctor Strange coming, you know. Maybe there would be some way to bring Cap back that way. You know, like do like a major uh, Empire Strikes Back cliffhanger and just shoot him at the end of this movie and let everybody wait, you know, to figure out how they're going to get him back. Yeah, with the time gem and everything else. I mean, who knows how? You know, I just thought maybe that would play into it with the gauntlet and everything. But, um, 
But then when Steve takes the shield and then Tony, I mean, Tony was legitimately scared. Like he really thought, oh my God, he's going to use this and bash my head in. Um, and then he does he does it to hit the arc reactor. And that was kind of a cool moment where Tony's just laying there and he's got the shield sticking out of his chest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but he shuts the reactor down. And then when he goes to, you know, he picks up the shield and, you know, that's it. They realize, okay, that that's it. And he goes to walk away. And when Tony looks at him and says, that shield doesn't, that's not yours. My father built that for, you know, it was like, man, talk about tearing at your heartstrings. And, and then yeah. when Steve just throws the shield down and just walks away, he's like, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, he can't even have that. Like Tony wanted to be just uh, mean and, and yeah. And even Tony and, and Steve just wouldn't be mean back. Like he couldn't even give him that much. Like no. giving him back the shield was not what Tony wanted. Cause no, he didn't even look, you know, like he had that look of of disappointment. He was like, damn it, you couldn't even <laughs> do something petty this time either. Yeah. Like, I'm, you won't even give me this. Like, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to hurt you as much as I can. And you just keep being nice. Even when you do something that yeah. pisses me off, you still react in such an honorable way. It, and it kind of made sense that he... So this is where, again, tie into the comic. So at the end of Civil War, and even through the preponderance of it, like the, the Registration Act goes in in the comics and, and everybody goes underground. You know, Steve goes underground with like Luke Cage and, and Jessica Jones and uh, and that whole crew. They all go underground and they're kind of operating in the shadows. And that's kind of where we're at at the end of the movie, right? I mean, Steve yeah. goes – I mean, he goes back to the raft. We'll uh, talk about the raft in a minute, but – um, you know, goes back to the raft to bust them out. And I just take it as they're going to be their own little like secret Avengers team. They're going to just, just kind of operate in the shadows, but it was cool that he wrote Tony that letter. It was like, you know, Tony, like, you know, and I think at the end, you know, obviously Tony's had time to cool off. Steve's had time to cool off. And I think, mm-hmm. I think Tony realizes like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm never going to forgive Bucky for what he, you know, did. I'm never going to probably, forgive you completely for the fact that you knew it and hid it from me. But right. I, there's that mutual, I mean, at the end of the day, I think there's that mutual respect they have for each other. And it, we kind of saw it in Ultron too, right? I mean, they kind of had their philosophical difference, um, you know, on the farm and, and by the end of the movie, they kind of were able to, um, to, to kind of make it right. And so I kind of took it as that as well. Like, you know, to, if, if Tony has the chance, he will arrest all of them again in the open if he has to, but, He's probably, you know, it's it's just one of those things where he's probably not going to bust his back, you know, trying to make it happen. He's going to be, yeah. you know, busy doing everything else. But you know, Steve told him like the Avengers are yours. You know, they they, you know, you know, you do you do your thing. I'm going to do my thing, and I'll try and stay out of your way. And you know, hopefully at some point, you know, you know, we there's can make no it winning. Good. Like there's no, no nobody no. won. I think that that comes to it too. Like nobody won this. Like this was not. It's just not a battle that any of us came out of uh, on top. So I, I think Tony is kind of. I think it's to the point where now he's kind of sad in a way. Cause it's yeah. Not you know this is kind of not having Cap there made it more of a more of a family unit. And and it gave Tony an escape, right? I mean he he was able to back away from it for a little while and. Uh, and now that that Steve's gone, he's got to take the reins. He's got to be the one in control. And I guess with Pepper kind of out of the picture, it, he's okay with that. But but yeah, it was just kind of it, it was kind of cool. 
I I, uh, I I just I really like the way that ended. I I like the fact that um you know they're just kind of you know caps caps underground doing his own thing and and Tony's kind of back in charge whether he wants to be or not. And it's I also you know what I I I kind of like Pepper not being in this. Yeah, me too. Because they put they put and it's not the actress's fault, but they kind of write Pepper is the foil all the time for Tony. I, yeah, I just it, to me it just was way too cliched in the mo- like. I mean, yeah. it was just way too cliched. It was like, well, of course, but like every movie, it's like, don't stop being who you are. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't want you to do the armor. I don't want as the audience. Of course, we want him to to be Iron Man and. For the character to always yell at him for be you know for being who he is, it's just it gets to the point where it's like you, you try you kind of make the character kind of unlikable on screen sometimes when you when they constantly do that with her. Yeah. Well, and he had that speech essentially that says that that's this is who I am and I'm always going to be this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that we got the raft. That was cool. Yeah. Very yeah. Cool. Yeah. I wish it was other people in it too. Like they, I know. Yeah, I was hoping to slow down some uh, blue <laughs> and then look in the cells. And mm-hmm. I, I thought it was cool because I wasn't expecting. I don't know why I wasn't expecting, but I wasn't expecting him to go there and Wanda and and Clint and all of them to be there. I don't know why I didn't think that, but I didn't think that. And then when. Clint has just given him crap, just like nonstop. Just like he's so pissed off. Oh yeah. Um, And then Tony, you know, of course, lays into him one at a time. You know, just (laughs) you know, you had your family. Why, you know, why would you, why would you do this? And um, and then of course Tony is Tony, and he. I I like the fact that he, you know, we talked about earlier, but kind of came to his senses and realized that Cap was on to something. That there's more. There is something going on here. Like this doesn't make sense. Like. You know who's this this scientist guy that just happens to be in the right place at the right time, and then of course when everything starts falling into place, he um, cuts out the sound and then has this conversation with Sam and is able to to get away. And that was cool on the helicopter when he just puts his finger in that little thing in his seat and the the armor comes up around him and he just ejects out the back. That was did you cool. did you catch the Boba Fett moment? Oh, with did he the, whack uh, his head? Out? No, 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 no. Uh, with the ship coming up out of the. Uh... Uh, was it the uh, clouds? Yeah, like Black, yeah. Black Panther was waiting. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, such a yeah. that was such a a, a, a Jedi moment. I mean, a, a Empire Strikes Back <laughs> yeah, moment. Yeah. And again, I thought that was cool too because he kind of did. You know, you think okay, he disappears, but you know, he's 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 doing his own thing. And I thought that was a cool. He had a cool ending too because he. He started the movie off with like, okay, I'm on board with these people needing to be regulated. Then he's on board, you know, with with, you know, once his once Winter Soldier, where he thinks Winter Soldier murdered his father. Then it's all about vengeance. And then when he kind of sees that that Zemo was behind it, he realized like his 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 vengeance was blinding him. Like he he learned from his mistake. You know, he realized like. If I'd have just slowed down for five minutes and took a good look at what was going on, maybe all of this could have been prevented. Um, and so when he kind of has that mo- moment with Zemo where he stops him from killing himself, um, th- I, th- I just thought that was really cool. Uh, it was. It was. A, it was a cool. It was a cool moment. I, 
there was just so I like the movie did to put the world in the, in the place that it is now. It's just um, I'm even more excited to see what's next. Like, how are they going to deal with this? That are going to have yeah. Cap running around with you know with his group, you know, fighting bad guys, and while Tony is running around with you know with the see, Avengers. See, this is how would you could tie it into Shield, Agents of Shield, in an awesome way. Mm-hmm. Is you know, Cap has to reach out to Coulson because everybody's underground. You know, I mean, yeah, even though Shield yeah. is kind of sanctioned now by the president or whatever, they're still kind of operating off book. But, um, but it would be really cool if they could. I mean, it'd be a ratings booster for sure if they could if they could get you know Evans or um, oh, yeah. or even Mackie or uh, uh, you know one of them to, to or just get Coulson in the movie for a second. Yeah, yeah. You know, just yeah, but I think you know between now and in Infinity War, we're kind of like there's nothing. Like I mean, there's you know I there's there's not much to carry that story forward. So if there, if that story is going to be carried forward at all, it it would you know that that would really be the only place to do it. So mm-hmm. I, I don't expect that's going to happen, but I think it would be pretty cool if it did. Get Evans to direct the episode of Agents of Shield. Just like hey, we'll let you direct. Two episodes of Agents of Shield. <laughs> if you do a cameo <laughs> and we have the storyline, uh, yes. getting the directing experience. Because it's so much you get. I, it, it's just so much you can do, or especially with Let the it humans. Go. I know. Yes. I know. It's not happening. <laughs> could, but he could be training the humans. <laughs> <laughs> they could be good again. Yeah. So what do you get? What do you guys think of the the post credit scenes? Uh, Looking at that, uh, looking just knowing they're in Wakanda, and just just when it cuts and you see that that panther there, and the audience in my theater went berserk. Oh, like that! Years of reading comics and years of reading Black Panther, and and. And having basically no one know what I'm talking about if I mention Black Panther in a room with other comic readers because just not a lot of people know that character. And to kind of see that, I never thought I'd see that. Like, just remind, just, remind me again because uh, I'm fuzzy right now. They they have Zemo in um, Wakanda? No, no, no. no, no. With Rat. the soldier. They put him back on. Uh, he volunteered to go back on ice. Yeah. Right. I remember. Right. I remembered that, but I couldn't remember who what they showed was being kept in uh, Wakanda. So it's okay. And the um, Zemo is left in like the black. Uh, uh, what's that? What's that show on TV with uh, the black site? No, the black the blacklist. He's in that sort of chamber that they yeah. use the blacklist, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's in the raft. I'm just trying I, to get where they left everybody. Yeah, it was kind of hard to tell because when they had Bucky, that wasn't the raft. But oh. I, it was almost like a UN a UN prison or something like that. It was in. Well, he did kill. Uh, he did kill um, the king. Right. So he would be. He would be an international. It, it's an international crime. I mean, so he would yeah. be. He probably is before the world court. Yeah, I would think so. He's not on the raft yet. He's probably it, going to be going to go to trial in the world. He'll he'll be put to trial probably by the world. Take court him to first. the Hague, and he's not super powered, so he probably no. won't be on the raft. 
Right. Yeah. I thought that was a good, a good choice too, not killing him off because you know they have a really bad habit of. Uh, well, two things. One, the villain wasn't a reflection of the heroes, right? Like he didn't have superpowers. No. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't some, um, you know, uh, you know, opposite of of one of the heroes. Um, he was kind of disconnected from them and had no superpowers. And they didn't kill him off, which I thought was was nice a nice change. Like I, I'm not a huge fan of every time you know a villain comes up, they've got to kill him off. So. Uh, so I think there's potential for him to come back. Uh, there has to be a reason they kept him alive because if, sure. I don't think they would have did that whole thing of him not dying and showing him chained up. Like if anything, like he had, he lost the will to live. But I think if anything, something is sparking him again to want to live and probably do more damage. Like he probably yeah. wants to to do more damage to other heroes or whatever. Maybe killing the Avengers would probably be his motivation. Yeah, I mean... You could argue that all of the Captain America villains are alive. Sure. Right? Red sure. Skull is in limbo. We don't know exactly mm-hmm. what happened to Crossbones. And right. Zemo is, in, is uh, captive. Yeah. I, I, I need my Red Skull to come back. I really think he's going to show back up in Infinity War. I really, I really do. Because... I, yeah, I to me it was fairly clear that he didn't die at the at the end of the first Avenger. No, um, and I think it would be really cool. I I could just see Thanos kind of. I mean, they're going to do this over two movies, so mm-hmm. you know him manipulating maybe past villains to bring them in uh, wouldn't surprise me at all. So having Zemo and Red Skull team up would be kind of cool. That's his thing. I mean, it's yeah. like Dark Side. That's his thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. To, it's to cause chaos by using the the villains on whatever planet yeah. he's messing with. So, yeah. but on that end credit scene, I wasn't expecting Bucky to go back in the ice. Like I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. I just figured he would go on the run with the rest of them. So it was kind of cool that, and I thought it was cool that. You know, T'Challa was willing to kind of let bygones be bygones and mm-hmm. realize he made a mistake. So it's like, okay, we're gonna figure this out. Like we'll we'll figure out how to fix him, and until we do, we'll just keep him. We'll keep him tucked away here where nobody's gonna get him. Uh, and I thought I thought that was cool. But yeah, that that reveal of that big panther statue thing was that was pretty freaking awesome. That was such an f you. I wish you would come here. <laughs> 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 yeah, Ross. I wish you would come to my door right now. And, yeah, and, and try to. Which we know he's going to be back in Black Panther, so uh, we'll yeah. see more of Martin Freeman, which is cool. He, I, he was good. He was yeah, good as the kind of typical, you know, slimy government, you yeah. know, official guy. You know, he he did a pretty good job. Like that. the comic, because that what's happened in the comic is he was the liaison for the U.S. to T'Challa, and then eventually all the adventures T'Challa goes on, like, he gets, like, he has to deal with Mephisto, like, in, like, the first couple of issues. Like, his story is so, he, he goes through so much dealing with him. Um, it's it's kind of like showing how the average bureaucrat would have to deal with real, yeah crazy superhero situations. That's kind of what they do with him. Martin Freeman has to cross paths with Benedict Cumberbatch. Of course. <laughs> Someone oh, has to. They must awkwardly look at each other for a has second. Yes. No words need to be spoken. Yes, you're <laughs> correct. Absolutely. Yeah, that has to be the case. 
Uh, and then the second end credit scene I thought was was it was good. It was it was good. I it was funny. Uh, it was funny, which I think sometimes the end credit scenes have been a little lackluster in my opinion lately. I mean, yeah. you know, the one we got at the end of Ant-Man was just ripped out of Civil War. I mean, it wasn't even it wasn't even made for um, you know, for Ant-Man. They just were like, "Hey, it would be cool if we just took this snippet and and shoved it here." Um, and you know, the Guardians ones were like, "Eh, okay." Um, even the one at the end of Civil War, it was or uh, Winter Soldier was kind of like, oh, okay, uh, sure. Um, but this was cool, and then, and then just to see the fact, you know, it was nice to see that Spider Man's got this cool tech, you know, that he's, uh, you know, obviously Tony is helping him out in other ways. He's got his little spider signal or whatever, <laughs> whatever that thing is. That um, wasn't something that I should have known, right? Haven't they done that in the comics where he's had had the belt, like the belt shoots off a spotlight on criminals. Right. That I've seen. It just, they just made it seem like it was something that was probably, you should have known what it was. No, he's never had that type of tech before. Uh, Like this is a Spider-Man that's going to have access to, to money like this. Uh, uh, This is not a Peter. We, you know, yeah. To take it back a minute, the, the scene where, when he says, Hey, you mentioned a scholarship. Is there like, money with yeah. that scholarship and yeah it, that was cool it reminded me of that scene in civil war when peter outs his identity and and uh and tony says you know hey you and aunt may and and mary jane can come live with me in stark tower and and you know be a part of the avengers or whatever and, and peter says uh do you have what is, what is it? I, I can't remember if peter says we have do you have money or or tony says says, you know, we have money and, and Peter gives him a hug and breaks down and says, Oh thank God. <laughs> yeah, he does. He says yeah. he says, Does it pay? He said, Does it does it pay? And he said it does and he Yeah, he just broke down. He's like, Oh thank God. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of being broke. Yeah. So that was like, kind of a cool moment. I liked his explanation to Aunt May about the fight he got into. <laughs> yeah, Steve from yeah. Brooklyn. He's huge. <laughs> Yeah. The other guy was huge. Yeah, that was a cool scene too. Really huge. Yeah. That was a cool scene too. It's like, and then what Aunt May says, like Steve from Five B, and she's ready to go, like go, go knock on his door and beat this kid's ass. You know, as somebody that lives in Queens, and as somebody who has lived in an apartment in Queens, that's a dorm room. That does not look like an apartment. The yeah, outside, I mean, like there's no one sitting outside in the hallway. Running back and forth, calling on the phone—that's that is not how it looks like <laughs> in Queens. I'm I did, sorry. I did like the uh, the the quick moment between Cap and, and Spider-Man when he's like, "Where are you from, kid? Queens, huh? Brooklyn." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, cool. yeah. He tells him he's got heart. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, glad I wasn't in Brooklyn when I went to see that because I would have had to hear cheers of everyone from Brooklyn yelling. <laughs> We're better. Because that's a thing. That's a Brooklyn Queens thing that's been sure. going on forever. So oh, it's a thing. Could have had that. Yeah, it's just uh, all around just well done. The airport fight scene, I, again, I thought was really good. I mean, the the Spidey, st- you know, just the, the way he fought and everything else was was good. I like when when Iron Man told him he's like, "Okay, kid, you're done." He's like, "No, no, no, I can I can keep going." And he's like, ready to pass out. He's like, "Yeah, maybe I will go ahead and call it a day." It was kind of an emotional scene the way he was, you know. Yeah. He jumped up and he was like, he thought he was somebody else coming to fight him. Like it it kind of you see Tony's face. Again, it goes with the chemistry between those two actors. Yeah. You see Tony's face and it's like 
you hear it in a voice that he's like, all right, he is a kid. Like, I I have to remember I'm using this kid, but he is a kid. And I have to stop like this. We this is going too far. So, yep. So I can see him feeling guilty about that, and that will be Spider Man when they when they have uh, when he's in the next uh, Spider Man movie. Yeah, kind of you know helping him along a little bit. Yeah, and that was cool at the end. It just said Spider Man will return, so that was cool. Ah. Mm-hmm. Next year. Yeah, this will help with Ant Man, I guess, because I, I wasn't really a fan of the movie. I like the actors were fine in it, but I I just thought the story was kind of eh to me. Yeah, but I think that this this you know kind of adds to it. Now I wonder I wonder what what his purpose will be for the next Ant Man movie. Yeah, yeah, especially if they're on the run. Yeah, know? exactly. You know. So how do they resolve that? So it'll be interesting to see. And now, yeah, we were talking. I guess the next episode, Agents of Shield, kind of addresses the. They, I guess, they mentioned Civil War to some degree in it. So now that the Sokovia Accords are a thing and they're they're enacted, it's going to be interesting to see um, what what impact that has. So, but they're kind of sanctioned anyway. So it, I guess, yeah. it kind of doesn't apply because they were you know, secretly sanctioned. Yeah, the yeah, the, yeah. So what are they going to do with Inhuman Town? I don't know. <laughs> Not to see. Same thing, human town. It would be amazing. I just, I, I didn't think they. No, I, I knew they could do it because I mean they've done enough of these movies already. But it's just amazing how well it's just all. Well, I, I think after Age of Ultron, I think, I think Age of Ultron, we had really high expectations, and I think, I think it's fair to say it fell a little flat of that. Um, not not to say it was a bad movie or you know it was terrible or anything like that, but I think I think given you know kind of like home run home run home run and then like I think Age of Ultron was like eh maybe a triple you know it it just uh, I think maybe there was a little reticence on on this one like okay can they can they pull it off and right. uh, and I think I think we answered that question. Well, I think it. I, I think there might be something to to having to people direct yeah yeah. as opposed to one because that's a lot of pressure on one director to do what they wanted him to do i mean to set up all these things in that one movie. yeah well and joss joss is kind of a character too you know i mean he you know he's kind of been on the ass end of studio interference in projects Mm -hmm. and so he he tends to be i think maybe a little more sensitive to it than another director and you know, I mean, we saw you know, like Ava DuVernay dropped out of Black Panther, and I, I don't, sure. I don't think it's a slight on her. I don't think. Well, I don't think she ever wanted. To do, I, I think I, when she, I think they were in talks, but when you find out what you have to commit to, right? And yeah. I think she's, she's just like, look, mm-hmm. I have. If you want me to do this, the what, what I got out of it, whether this actually happened or not, who knows? Is if you want me to do this, then I'm going to do it my way. Like this is going to be my movie. Um, you know, it seems like she has a very strong. Um, presence and I think Marvel is like mm, yeah no like ultimately you have there's a degree of freedom you have but ultimately we're driving this 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 train right. and I think that's when she kind of backed away and I think I think you just need a director or directors that are more willing to work in that environment to be able to say okay I know where my control begins and ends and I'm okay with that and I think I think some of that I think Joss kind of struggled with a little bit so yeah, I 
Well, I mean, it, you're not going to get uh, big directors for any of these film films because they're connected and it's just a lot involved with yeah. studio involvement. So you're just not going to get it. Like, it's not. Yeah. I mean, even if if Spielberg wanted to direct one of these, I don't see that happening because it's just, yeah, you, it it's not a Spielberg film. It's, yeah, you it's just have to film. know. Yeah. And if you're one of those actors that can't deal with <laughs> yeah. deal with this either, then you're not going to be in this movie either. or you're going to do a character that's going to die in the, in the film. You, yeah. You're not, you yeah. know, you know, signing in, you probably, probably like, uh, with, with Alexander Pierce played by, um, Redford, Redford, he yeah. he'd probably be like, I'll do it, but I'm, you know, I'll do the one movie, do my thing. And then I'm out. But I, you kind of, yeah, you kind of know, you kind of know that this is, this is the deal for this world. This is, this is what's going on with this, with uh, the DC stuff. This is going on with Fox, with the, the X-Men stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're if you can't hang with that, don't sign up. Yeah. Well, I know I'm excited for February 2018 because I'm really I mean, after seeing Black Panther on the screen and Ryan Coogler being the director he is, I'm like super excited for what they're going to put together for that movie. Oh, I'm hyped. I I can't be any more hyped than I am to I mean, seeing this guy on screen doing what he did and only in this. And I mean, it's not even a lot, but just oh, like every even when he was just T'Challa, it was it was awesome. And and when he put on that suit and just like it's just a dream as a kid um, to see this. Like I've, I've seen so much that I wanted to see as a kid growing up, like to see Batman and Superman in a movie together with Wonder Woman. I wanted to see that. I got it. And to see, you know, Black Panther in a film and, and Wakanda and, you know, and, and T'Chaka and like to see all these things I wanted to see, you know, growing up and I got a chance to see it. I mean, the Avengers stuff, we are. I mean, that was already another dream to see <laughs> all these Marvel characters that I've read all these years, you know, being in together. So that's already done. Like I've, I've got that, but just to, you know, just to see this stuff, it's just um, the next thing will be to see strange. That looks to see really magic, good. To, to see magic yeah. in and on the the big screen. I th- I think doing the uh, uh, what's the movie I'm thinking of, Russ, with the bolt the buildings folding over each other. Uh, oh, Inception. Inception. Yeah, going that route, I think, is just really smart. Like it's yeah, so cool visually. Totally. Yeah. It should be weird. It should be crazy and, and confusing and, you know, mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. I I mean, back when everybody thought, oh, Guardians was the biggest gamble, and I th- I think Doctor Strange, I, I, and I, I said it at the time, but I think Doctor Strange is a way bigger gamble than Guardians because, you know, Guardians is just, a, it's, you know, it's so far removed, you know, with space and everything else and taking taking you know, being cosmic, uh, but magic is something they haven't really gone towards. These movies have been fairly mm-hmm. grounded. And so I, I think this is probably their biggest risk. So, especially since it really doesn't, uh, it doesn't lend itself to parents bringing their kids to the theater. No. Yeah. You know, yeah. if there's creepy demon sort of imagery and stuff, yeah. much, much better shot at bringing your kid to see Ant-Man or guardians. You know what I mean? Then, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
than this one, but hopefully it'll attract a different uh, fan. Yeah, it's, I think the bar obviously will be lower. I think the budget is probably not quite as yeah. you know as big, and you know it's a it's a way to get him in. And I think you know they've got enough of a war chest. If they have one that that doesn't work, you know, outperform, it's like okay. So you made fourteen movies, and thirteen of them kicked ass, and one of them was kind of like you know one of them didn't. So. And it's yeah. not even a question of like losing money; it's a question sure. of making less money. Than yeah, you. <laughs> right, right, right. I, yeah, I, don't I mean t- it. It'll at least do cap one. Oh sure, sure. You know, yeah. Box office, I think at least. Yeah, it's just you know, and who knows? It's 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 a February release or it's a November release, so you know it could have legs. He is a. I mean, he's a he's a well known actor. I mean, yeah, he can definitely get butts in seats. So he has a fan base, you know, a worldwide. Yeah. Well, it'll fan have fan. legs until December. You mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Rogue One's going to cut the knees out of everything, but the Rogue but, One comes out. Yeah. Get it in and get it out, because. Uh, but you know, three or four weeks for that kind of movie to have you know limited competition is, you know that that's a that's a big window. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, Doc Vader comes. Yes. <laughs> Everybody run. Does anybody have anything else? Any closing closing thoughts before we wrap it up? No, I'm gonna have to go see it again. Um, yeah, it's a yeah. Ton oh, of stuff. that's a given. Uh, yeah, I totally will. That's a given. Yeah, I, would, I want a Winter Soldier movie. I would love. Yeah, that. I'll take it. I would take it too. It'd be a buddy movie. I want a, I want Falcon and Winter Soldier go away for the weekend on a road trip. On a road trip, drinking, <laughs> <laughs> hanging out. Winter Soldier saying, "I'm getting too old for this." Yeah. Shit. You know, you'll have a uh, uh, Falcon saying, "I hate you" a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they get into a fight and then they're on the ground, you will just go, "I hate you." I hate you. I want some more uh, Sharon Carter. I would. I hope she's. In the next cap filmers, even in other films, for a little bit. Uh, she's going to have to be after what they did in this one. I do like that. Like I like her being. I hope she's like part of the the crew because she's on the run too. She broke the law. They know she did it. Yeah, it's kind of weird the way this is a huge. Um, not really a cliffhanger, but it's a huge setup for how the universe is going to change. But there really aren't any movies coming that would deal with. Yeah. This yeah. change. It's so true. It's almost like if they had a TV show that could do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> just saying. I mean, <laughs> just, I'll leave this here. I'll just leave this here. <laughs> TV show that could kind of deal with the aftermath of, of these films. They're just going to walk through a room of broken crap and go look at this crap caused by the civil war (laughs) (laughs) why is the shield still here what is this bunch airplane parts (laughs) maybe we can get sif to show up yeah and who is tony stank (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was (laughs) that was uh well thanks for hopping on guys glenn thanks for thanks for hopping on thank you daryl thanks for crossing over again fun john thanks for coming out of retirement yes thank thank you i'm uh it was fun it's good to be back yeah hopefully before too long you're you you can you can be unretired more frequently lose my phone number (laughs) (laughs) no no just kidding yeah that'd be cool 
Don't go back into ice. Don't yeah, yeah, we'll put it. Yeah, John, John's got to go back into into deep freeze until they f- <laughs> can cure him. John, armchair. If had a mechanical arm in the budget, I would totally be back more often. <laughs> Set him up. Armchair. Armchair. Wheel. Pen. One. iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you do it. <laughs> Don't say it. Don't say it. All right. Well, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, again, we'll we'll probably be double dipping here this episode. I'm going to post this pretty quick, and then next week we'll have 94, which we'll talk about last week's Agents of Shield, uh, and then Matthew will be back on for episode 95 to talk about uh, Civil War, and then we got a bunch of feedback, so I think we'll just save the feedback for then, so that way kind of give us some talking points to to respond to. So. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Head over to mcuexchange.com uh, for more news and goings on. Uh, I think this is kind of going to be a quiet period. There wasn't a, a whole lot of news to, to talk about anyway. Um, and head over to hhwlod.com for all the other stuff we got going on. Uh, Mr. Taylor, where can folks find you and your and your stuff? Uh, you can go to Taylor Network, Taylor Network of Podcasts, and you can uh, find different podcasts there from. Uh, the one that me and Russ do, uh, Gotham by Geeks, which is a Batman comics podcast. Well, we cover all Batman stuff. We'll even, we'll even cover some of the movies as they come out. Um, and you can also catch us, uh, all other stuff like TV, comics, movies, all that kind of great stuff. Wait a minute, Daryl, you podcast? (laughs) Every now and then. Once or twice. Not, not as, not as infrequently as you do, but, but he does. I am the Tony Stank of podcasts. What <laughs> <laughs> that t-shirt? Nice. All right, thanks everybody.